are listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host for this week, Trisha Brown, and this is episode number 368.5. I am still pretty new to this show, but you might know me from Book Riot's When in Romance podcast or from nothing or from this show last month when I talked about a couple of books about the U.S. political landscape. Today, we are going in a different direction and talking about historical fiction. In fact, we are going to be talking about a specific type of historical fiction, which I will let you know more about after we thank our All the Backlist sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publisher of the smash hit Fourth Wing. You'll only cross these blades once in a page-turning new tale of revenge strategy and so many lies. Best-selling Red Tower Books is releasing its next year's will read that will capture your imagination and keep you guessing until the end. May Corlin's Five Broken Blades tells an intricate high-stakes tale of five total strangers united in a plot that will test their strength, wits, and courage. Each has their reasons, all have secrets. But while it's easy to portray a stranger, it's not so simple to stab a friend or a lover, okay, in the back. Now these five blades must choose between vengeance and one another. Pick up five broken blades by Mae Corlin for a thrilling, adventurous tale filled with risk, romance, adventure, and oh, so many lies. The relationships in it are complex and nuanced and involve everything from friends to enemies found in biological family and lovers and more. Thanks again to Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publishers of the smash hit Fourth Wing for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Penguin Young Readers. So this book I'm about to tell you about is giving five worlds meets spirited away realness. It's about a girl fighting her way back home after getting trapped in the spirit world. It follows Anzu, who's moved to a new town during Oban, a time for families to remember and celebrate their ancestors. And ever since her Abachan died, Oban has lost its magic. She doesn't feel much like celebrating anymore. So while avoiding holiday festivities, Anzu spots a stray dog down the street, a dog that seems to be staring right at her. So when she chases it, she slips and falls down a bridge, losing consciousness. And when she awakes, she's in the Shinto underworld known as Yomi. The stray dog, she finds out, is actually the gatekeeper of Yomi, and he warns her to return to the human realm before it's too late. Like I said, Miyazaki realness, um, I'm super excited for this. So make sure to pick up Anzu in the Realm of Darkness by Mai K. Nguyen. And thanks again to Penguin Young Readers for sponsoring this episode. All right, time to jump in. I promised you historical fiction and I do tend to deliver. I intend to deliver. Specifically, I have a couple of backlist titles for you that are, wait for it, historical romance set in the United States. Now, I know that there are a contingent of you that as soon as I said historical romance started to reach for your phones, your tablets, your podcatchers of choice to skip the rest of this episode because romance is not usually your genre. But I'm asking you to stick with me, even if that's you, for the next seven or eight minutes. Because even if you're not usually a romance reader, I think there is a lot to love about these books, even if you're not super into the love stories. And I also think, and this is a thing that Jess and I talk about on One Romance all the time, it's truly important for all readers, even non-romance readers, to remember that love exists even when 
our countries and our societies and our nations are at our darkest times and moments. Love is still there. And I am going to point you today to a couple of books that demonstrate that better than I could ever explain it. I think a lot of times when people hear the term historical romance, they hear the second word, romance, and they kind of ignore the first, which honestly is kind of a bummer because a lot of historical romance is exceptionally well-researched. And at its best, I think it can help all of us see different events through a lens that we might not have gotten in history class, at least I did not in my history classes, uh, either in high school or college or middle school or ever. So for example, the first book that I'm going to talk to you about features characters working as conductors in Michigan's Underground Railroad in 1858. So as you can tell, we are definitely pretty far afield from Bridgerton at this point, since we are in Michigan. But the book I'm going to start with is Indigo by Beverly Jenkins. And even if you aren't a romance reader, you may well have heard of Beverly Jenkins. She is one of the most well-respected romance writers of the last several decades, probably of romance ever. I would also consider her one of the best historical fiction writers of the last several decades, but we will get to her skill for that a little bit later on. Indigo was first published in 1996, even though Beverly Jenkins is still writing and doing an awesome job of it. And Indigo is considered a, I would say a classic, frankly, of modern romance. The book tells the story of Hester, who was enslaved as a child, but was able to escape her enslavement as a, as a pretty young child as well to live with her aunt. She is offered her house as a stop as an adult now um, on the Underground Railroad. And this story starts when a man known as the Black Daniel, which is a, a reference they into, it's a reference to the biblical Daniel from Daniel and the Lion's Den. The Black Daniel is a central figure in the Underground Railroad, and he ends up at Hester's house. He is injured, he needs to recover, and he is doing so at her home. And Hester does not know that his real name is Galen, and he is part of a wealthy, free Black family based in New Orleans. And she doesn't find out for quite a while because he is actually also very cranky and kind of a jerk initially. And it is safe to say that they do not hit it off right away. But as they kind of start to understand each other and as, you know, Galen or the Black Daniel starts to kind of melt a little bit, understand and frankly, like settle down, uh, they start to get to know each other. They start to fall for each other. They start to fall in love. And then one night, after several days, he has to leave unexpectedly and pretty suddenly, and he is gone for a while. And eventually he comes back. And I will leave it to you to find out what happens when he returns. But I do want to note how well-researched this book is. Beverly Jenkins, in every single book that she writes, does her homework. And there are references in this book about everything from the free produce movement to the story of Ellen and William Craft. And if you do not know what those things are, neither did I until I read Indigo. Uh, so it is worth reading just for, frankly, the historical knowledge you'll pick up, although the book itself is also fantastic. Also, I would recommend reading through the afterward to find out about the true story that Jenkins is using to serve as the foundation for Hester and Galen's story. Seriously, I have been telling people for years that they should be teaching this book in history classes. Maybe someday they will. Probably adult history classes, because there is some sexual content 
And I will also offer a content warning that this book does take place in the late 1850s, and it is historically accurate. So there is some violence, there is some monstrous white law enforcement officer behavior, threatening and harassing the characters, using really terrible racial slurs. So please do know that going in. But I will say, for whatever it's worth, the thing about romance is that you know, no matter how much tension and friction and anxiety kind of builds toward the story, and and that is very realistic, you do know that things are going to work out okay in the end. So that may help for you to know. And frankly, books like Indigo are really, really important because it's essential for all of us, I think, as I mentioned before, to remember that even in times of the worst kinds of oppression, love is a part of the human experience. The next book I'm going to talk about also serves as a reminder that love stories can happen in all kinds of settings, all kinds of places, all kinds of circumstances. And that book is Let It Shine by Alyssa Cole. Let It Shine is a novella. It's set in the United States during the 1960s civil rights movement. And it was originally actually written as a part of a 2016 collection called The Brightest Day, a Juneteenth historical romance anthology. If I'm not mistaken, I I think that that full anthology is no longer available, but you can find most, if not all of the stories individually by the authors written, and you can still find the title on like Goodreads. This particular story is definitely still available. And it is about Sophie, who is a young black woman who has basically been conditioned to be kind of reserved and not get too much into her kind of activist tendencies. But she is starting to feel ready to tap into those um, within herself after she's been kind of paying attention to what she's seeing around her. She's kind of starting to come into her own as an adult, as an independent individual. And she connects with Ivan, who is a Jewish boxer, who is a childhood playmate of hers. Ivan's family escaped Europe before the full horror of World War II played out. Um, And he was a childhood friend of Sophie's since Sophie's mom worked as a housekeeper for Ivan's family. And the two have a connection pretty much immediately that is very clear and very true, although it takes a little time to get to it. And frankly, the context of the story really matters. So this gets back to that historical part of historical romance. Ivan is white and Jewish, and Sophie is black and Christian. In addition to the fact that these are very segregated and for many people, especially Black people, very violent times. It's also 1961, which is a time when interracial marriage was still illegal in the U.S. For those who don't know, the ruling in Loving versus Virginia, which legalized interracial marriage in the United States, didn't actually come down until 1967, which is six years after this book is initially set. Romance novels, well, romance novellas in particular, can be very hard to do because it can be tough to really build up a satisfying connection and relationship between two characters and 150 or so pages. But I think it's something that Alyssa Cole is actually really good at. And I think you see that in this book. I will also say that the good news is that if you like this book, she actually has a handful of others that take place at different points in mostly U.S. history, although not exclusively. Um, Those include books like That Could Be Enough, Let Us Dream, and she actually has a trilogy of full-length historical novels that starts with a book called An Extraordinary Union. For what it's worth, if you're a person who prefers to read not super sexually explicit content, I would say Let It Shine is pretty much a PG-13 rated level of heat. But as a heads up, 
because this one is also historically accurate. Unfortunately, there are depictions of racism and anti-Semitism, so please know that going in. Also, both main characters have lost their mothers, so if that is a thing for you, please also know that. And there we have it. Uh, Links to both of the books that I talked about are in the show notes. A huge thanks again to our sponsor. Thanks as well to our wonderful audio editor, Jen Zink. And thanks to you for listening, especially if you stuck with me, despite not being a romance reader. For more recs or general bookishness, you can check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com. Listen, or you can just search Book Riot on your podcast player, I have done it. It works. And you can find a list, like I said, the the books that I mentioned are in the show notes. You can either find them in the podcatcher or you can find them at bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you are a fan of all the books and this podcast, All the Backlist, and you want to show us some love, don't hesitate to leave a rating review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We genuinely appreciate your review and it will help other book lovers find this show. And if you want to find me in particular, uh, I am mostly on Instagram these days at Trisha Haley Brown. And in the meantime, until we talk again, please do take good care and happy reading. <laughs>